0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. With us today, I have Marco Salinas. He's the president and founder of Credit360 Consulting and is certified as a FICO credit professional and a consumer credit counselor, as well as a certified financial coach. And he specializes in consumer credit and debt relief and has been helping consumers with their financial needs since 2008, he is an Amazon best-selling author and has co-authored a book with the legendary Brian Tracy on the topic of business credit. Marco formally hosted the Credit 360 Radio Show on News Talk 930 KLUP in his hometown of San Antonio, as well as other media outlets.
1: Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Sari. I appreciate you, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for
0: joining. And just for the audience to know, so Marco and I work together, we're both bank on yourself professionals. And I think what he does aligns very well with the principles of thinking like a bank, especially when it comes to like consumer credit and business credit. That's a huge factor in how people leverage wealth and how you could do kind of more things, especially with like real estate investing and running a small business, having uh, good credit and having access or access to money. Uh, through credit is a big way of being able to do more things. So I think what you do aligns very well with our show. And, it's, and obviously, since you're a bank on yourself professional, but before we jump into kind of business credit and consumer credit and how we can save and things like that, tell us more about your background and how you got into this specific niche.
1: For sure. So um, I've actually been doing this uh, since 2008, as you mentioned there in my bio. Um, I got in right when the market had tanked, the real estate market had tanked from, uh, you know, back in that. Uh, time period, and so I was getting into this whole credit world, and um, we mostly kind of catered to uh, real estate agents and mortgage lenders that needed to help um, their buyers boost their credit so they could buy a house. And so I jumped right into that, right in the right in the mix of all the chaos there, and or, or more more so when it had just ended. And so when I got in, it had just kind of like, uh, it was almost like the aftermath of the bomb explosion, so to speak. There used to be a gazillion, I mean, just so many mortgage people that were running around. And uh, I mean, the great majority of them got wiped out after you know the mortgage meltdown. And so I started going around and, and talking to the ones that were left. And so I kind of had an idea like, okay, if you're still here, you you probably weathered this storm for a reason. It's probably because you're one of the you're, you know one of the stronger or one of the more well-established lenders. Because the ones that had jumped in, you know, after being a bartender, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, three months later, they're selling mortgages to anybody. Um, those guys got wiped out right away. The ones that were left were the legit guys. So I kind of started forming these partnerships with them and started working with them, and 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 they would send me any of their clients that needed help with their credit. And, um, you know, I started kind of going in there and, and doing what we did and I was working for another guy and I ended up kind of feeling like, you know what, I didn't like the direction that his company was going. And I felt like he was doing some things that were a little bit, uh, a little bit shady or a little unethical. I just didn't really like the, like the method that he was using. And so, um, uh, one of my co-partners that I was working with there, we decided let's launch our own thing. And so then in 2010, we started our own credit restoration company um, and basically, long story short, I've been helping people to improve their credit and finances um, since then, as as my own operator, as my own business since 2010. So um, just past the 12 year mark uh, on that one, my 12 year anniversary of starting the company. So it's been a very fun and rewarding last, uh, you know, 10, 12, 14 years total that I've been doing this. I've seen lives transformed dramatically. I've seen people go from feeling like they could never purchase a home um, and see that dream of home ownership, right? The American dream um, become a reality. And that has been so rewarding. And then on the other side of it, you know, we've helped people to just improve their overall financial picture by having a better credit score. You know, you just pay less, you pay less money in fees and you pay less money in, um, um, just all kinds of different stuff, right? I mean, uh, your credit is is just such a key component of your whole overall financial health and wellness, right? And so um, being able to help people with that has been has been a very rewarding career. And basically what I'm trying to do at this point is take that whole concept to the next level. And so I think that's kind of what we're going to be talking about here today.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. And I love how, you know, how you had these relationships and how you built this business. I think it's a very important aspect of people's financial, their portfolios, right? Like not just how much they save or how much they pay in taxes or how how well they are established for retirement, but also their credit, because like you said, that applies to their, um, it it impacts their ability to borrow. Right. So like people who get better interest rates and lower pay, lower like basis points or lower fees, typically that's, that's connected to their credit, their credit worthiness along with like their debt to income ratio and other things like that. Um, what else, what, what else could credit help? Like having good, what else does that impact or how else, what else could that improve?
1: Yeah. So, you know, as I was mentioning, I mean, I think the way I present this is that, you know, your credit score, it's, it's kind of almost one of your, one of your foundational components of your kind of overall whole entire, financial picture, right. Of your, of your um, what I call kind of financial health or financial wellness. Right. Um, because, you know, people come to me and they say, I've got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm making really good money, but my credit score is in the dumps. And so I'm still very limited on what I can do on what I can achieve. And what that has let me know is that you can have, um, really good income and you can make really good money, but you're still going to find some pretty significant roadblocks, mm-hmm. right? Because even if you're doing very well for yourself financially, um, I mean, I know some people that are really, really well off financially, but you know, some of those guys say, well, but I want to buy uh, a commercial property. I want to buy an apartment complex. I want to buy mini storage, whatever, the, whatever that may be, right? Well, you're going to need st- to still have some good credit to be able to obviously get a a loan on that type of caliber. They're still going to look at that. I mean, you might be able to cover a huge down payment and that's going to help. But at the end of the day, um, you're still going to have to finance several million dollars for something like this. Um, And, you know, even the wealthy people that I know don't want to throw their all their money from their nest egg towards something. They want to finance it. They want to use other people's money. Right. That's such a huge component of of growing your your personal wealth. Is using other people's money? How do you use other people's money in most cases? By extending credit, right? So this is such a huge part of what everyone does. Is um, you know using their credit score from a basic level of saying I just need to go finance a vehicle, I just need to get a car, right? Um, up to, well, I need to buy my own personal residence. I don't want to rent any longer. I'd like to be a homeowner now. And then on a much bigger scale, like I was mentioning, Mm -hmm. going to the next level and saying, I want to be an investor and I want to be able to get access to credit. And, and we all know that there are places that you can get money where your credit doesn't matter as much, Mm -hmm. but what's the trade-off, man, you're going to be paying outrageous amounts of interest. Mm -hmm. Right. And so and and there is a time and there is a place for those type of loans. But ultimately, you want to have the ball in your court at all times. How do you do that? By making sure that all of these components are lined up and especially to make sure that your credit um, is one of them. So I think it goes without saying, Sari, that, you know, having a good credit score is it's a big deal. and, And it really does affect so many different aspects of our life, so many different areas.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I love how you mentioned like leverage, you know, like even wealthy people. So people that are borrowing money to fund investments are not just people who don't have the money. It's also people who do have the money as well. So like yes. somebody who has, for example, a network, even people who have networks of above like a million dollars, if they wanted to get into real estate or, or start a business or buy a business, they probably could do better by borrowing because when you borrow number one, you're not interrupting the overall, your overall portfolio like you're, you're taking a dollar and then buying something that's worth four or five dollars from leverage. That's one aspect. And the other aspect is that usually um, interest is tax deductible in business situations. So you're mitigating your tax liability by borrowing. And then also the fees and basis points, typically with loans, um, are tax deductible as well. Talk to your tax professional about that, but that's another advantage of doing so. Right. Plus, when we apply that with the bank on yourself strategy, right, of leveraging cash value, whole life insurance, we're able to leverage other people's money while having our core reserves still compound every day. And in some situations we might have like, we're, so this is part of like thinking like a bank, right? If we needed to buy something that was worth a million dollars, we could use money from our bank on yourself policy, money that we have cash in our checking account, money from the bank, and then we can even get more creative you know, leverage capital from investors or other places. So we're thinking like a bank by taking, you know, multiple avenues, not just one that's avenue right. over the other, it's multiple avenues. And that's, that's the right. importance of having good credit is that you, you have the additional avenues to tap into when needed. There's Agreed. this new concept you were working with. You were telling me about uh, the 2710 challenge. What is this 2710 challenge?
1: So uh, really excited. Um, to talk about the 2710 challenge you know uh, money this is a money challenge right and we know that these money challenges are kind of a big deal we see these things kind of often nowadays if if you're spending any time on social media um, you probably at some point in time are hearing about some type of a of a money challenge Uh, I see some of them on TikTok I see some of these things on uh, YouTube uh, I see it on Facebook I see it on Instagram so it's everywhere it's all over the place Um, And I really love the concept of a money challenge because the whole idea behind anything that's a challenge is obviously to challenge you to do something better right? That's the whole idea behind a challenge. Now we're not talking about the silly challenges that the, that these teenagers get themselves involved in. (laughs) This is, this is what I call a grown folk challenge, right? This is the type of challenge that is going to help you elevate yourself from level one to level two, level two to level three, and so on and so forth, right? This is the whole idea behind it. And so money challenge is already in and of itself a, a really cool concept um, we took this a step further and and this is a little bit more niched down in what we would call a savings challenge okay because we um, are kind of promoting especially as bank on yourself representatives um, this very old school concept which is not always to use debt for everything mm-hmm. but this crazy phenomenon of, take your own money and save it and then use it as you need it. What a crazy concept, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you, man? Some, some type of dinosaur. I mean, what <laughs> is this? You know, this is such an archaic strategy that you're talking about here. This was my great grandmother's strategy. She put money and she put it into a, a, a an old coffee can. Right. And then when she <laughs> needed to buy a new washing machine, she took the money out and she bought it. But when you talk to people from that generation, which, Unfortunately, there's not many left. You'll find that they live through some of the most tumultuous financial experiences that our country has ever yeah. seen. Right. Like the Great Depression. So, so, yeah, right. We're talking all the way back to World War I. We're talking about the Great Depression. And then we're talking about World War II. All three of those events um, in some way, shape or form, especially, of course, the Great Depression being the biggest one, had a, a pretty significant financial impact on just about everyone. The entire economy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you know anyone from that time period, you'll find that they take saving money very seriously because they they have real true firsthand experience on what what suffering really looks like. Right. We're not talking about, you know, oh, they shut down Starbucks. Uh, They closed it early during the pandemic. No, we're not talking about that kind of level of suffering. We're talking about you had to stand in line to get food for hours Mm -hmm. and sometimes they ran out. Right. And so saving money was it was obviously a very important concept. Now, we're living in in potentially tumultuous times again right now. We don't know what the future is going to look like. We're experiencing very high um, inflation. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we've got a war that is kind of raging on in, a, mm-hmm. in another country. It could turn into something much bigger, God yeah. forbid. Yeah. Right. And so um, and then there's still some of the after effects of this this enormous pandemic that we just went through. So we, at the end of the day, we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but one thing we do know for sure is that the market is always cyclical. Yes. The market always cycles. And we have been raging on here with this phenomenal market that has just done nothing, but made people money like obscene amounts of money. And to be honest with you, I'm probably just a little hair older than you, but I really remember what 2008, 2007, 2006 looked like mm-hmm. when people were making just stupid money, doing nothing, right? And it was like, for those of us that were around at that time, we were saying, something doesn't look right, man. This just feels like it's too easy. Yeah. It's got to it's gotta explode here at some point. And, well, that's exactly what it did. So how do we know that that's not going to happen coming up soon, right? It could because we're seeing some of those same kind of patterns again, So this all takes us back to the 2710 Savings Challenge. We're trying to reiterate the importance of saving money. Now, in all my years of working with people, like I said, the last dozen or so years, um, you know, it's kind of always been this thing that, hey, try to put some money to the side, try to save some money. Mm -hmm. People sometimes have difficulty doing so. Easier said than done. I got bills. I got bills to pay Marco. Uh, My daughter needs braces. My wife wants the latest Chanel purse. Um, You know, well, I got this vehicle that I drive and it's beautiful. But, you know, the car payment is extremely high. The list goes on. And basically at the very, 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 very bottom of, of the list is putting a little bit of money away to the side to save up. Right. Because as Americans, what do we do and, and do well? We live right on the edge. Yeah, yeah of course. Right? That's that's the American way. Right. And usually, as a matter of fact, usually the American way is you live slightly over the edge and see how see how well you can manage just going a little bit too far, mm-hmm. which doesn't leave room for practical things like the old school generations did, which was just simply saving money. If you need more money, what do you do? You just go get another loan. You yeah. just take out more debt, but yes. that creates a new monthly payment for you, yes. and that monthly payment keeps on adding on to your back and onto your shoulders and onto your stress, and eventually, well, that can explode, right? And so, we're trying to teach a concept with the twenty-seven ten ch- savings challenge to go yeah. back to the old school ways and make, uh, dare I say, make savings cool again. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and so, in doing so, we created this concept, and. I'm going to break it down for you. So there's basically two numbers there, 27 and 10. The 10 represents $10,000. We yes. determined that $10,000 was a, a very, very good goal, a good number that people should be striving for as a dollar amount, as a good jumping off point, where if you've got $10,000 in the bank ready to rock for whatever you need, you should be able to actually use that in a in a very wide variety of ways mm-hmm. that could potentially change your life so that you can level up like i was mentioning earlier the idea yeah. with the 2710 challenge is level up to 1 to 2 to 2 to 3 to 3 to 4 wherever you're at this savings challenge should allow you to go and climb the financial ladder so the 10 represents $10,000 as a goal amount to save The 27 is the most intriguing part because in my mind, I always felt like, you know, I'm going to try to convince this individual to save 10 grand. They would always say the same thing. There's just no way, man. I I just, I'm too tight. I'm too strapped. I don't, I I can't, I can never get to 10,000. Well, I discovered that something very surprising that I didn't realize was that when you break it down, $10,000 in one year is actually only about $27 in a day. Yeah. OK, this came as a big surprise to me. I, I, even my own self and doing all this money stuff and helping people, <laughs> I didn't realize that it was only twenty seven dollars in a day. Right. And I started thinking about my own money habits and I say, gosh, man, I spend twenty seven dollars in a day like nothing. I'll spend that on on eating out. You know, I have some expensive habits. I love smoking cigars. <laughs> cigars are like my number one thing and it, it is kind of an expensive habit. I'll spend twenty seven dollars in a day on a few cigars like nothing right? I like sipping whiskey. Uh, whiskey's not cheap, you know? And so, you know, th- and the list goes on, right? I mean, I'm just barely touching like on my, t- on kind of my top things, right? And that's just for me personally. We all kind of have our little things that we maybe kind of splurge a little bit on. And if, I think if we were to kind of take a, a little bit closer look at where we're, where our money is going, we would find that there is always for every single person out there that's that's making at least kind of a middle income, let's say $50,000 a year or more. Mm-hmm. If you're making at least $50,000 a year or more, I say every single person has $27 in a day yeah. that they can move over to the side for a better tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's I, what the 2710 Savings Challenge is.
0: I love it. And I and I want to kind of go into like, you know so a couple of things you mentioned that were like gems, right? So like one thing is that you're absolutely right. We we're live in a society now where it's hard to save. It's almost like it's very difficult. And I've talked to clients, friends, and family members that say, like, you know, I make over $100,000 a year, but I cannot save a dollar. And it's not exactly. because of the money. It's not because of the expenses either. It's because of the decisions you want deep down in you. You don't really want to save that money. That's and it right. could be further, it could be because you don't really think it makes a difference. That's a huge factor why people don't save money is because they truly don't think it matters they truly that's don't, right. they think that living the lifestyle they want and then reinvesting back into their business as people some people call it is is more important than actually saving and it's because of and to take it to a step further it's because of this um uh, gratification element, right? It's, sure. it doesn't really feel that good to save. It's kind of boring. It, it reminds you of your great grandma, as you mentioned, you know,
1: <laughs> exactly. So,
0: so, so that's, that's problematic. And I think that, you know, we have to pay ourselves first that, which brings to the concept of profit first, right? We're that's allocating right. Our, the money first. We pay ourselves first, and then whatever is left over, we pay our bills. And then when, right. when we change things around like that, we end up finding more money. It, it creates an incentive to find more money. To work that's harder right. to, to do different things and then let's let's go to the next page like now let's say like for example all right big deal we saved 20 we, we took 27 dollars and like 26 cents saved up every single day we end up with about ten thousand dollars at the end of the year that's what right. does that do well here's one thing it could do if you saved you know ten thousand dollars for one year you could buy with an fha loan three percent down you could buy a three hundred thirty thousand dollar house now you that's can right. go from your dream of you know, being a homeowner from that's from, right for a lot of people, that's a very far stretch for them for being a homeowner. So, in other words, the 2710 challenge, one thing it could do is it could help you buy a house in one year. And I think that based off of our conversations we've had, we can even apply the 2710 challenge with bank on yourself and right. with building credit.
1: That's exactly right. And that's our ultimate goal with the twenty seven ten challenge. So what the vision that we foresee with this is to be able to take an individual that has decent income, like I said, minimum fifty k, the goal would be you know someone between fifty to one hundred thousand dollars. Those are the people that are kind of stuck in that what we call middle America phase, mm-hmm. which I think they're getting hit the hardest, right? Yeah, They don't qualify for any help from government programs. but they also, you know when you factor in bills, there's not a whole, whole lot left. Mm-hmm. So these are the people that are actually in most need of, of rescuing. I yes. really think because the people at the, at the bottom end of the financial spectrum, they they have that safety net already from the government. There's, yeah. there's a lot of money on, on, you know, EBT cards and food stamps. There's a lot of money on different types of programs to help them uh, with a lot of basic bills and things yeah. like that. Right. Medicare, Medicaid, all these things. Yes. Um, But the people that are in the middle, I think, are the ones that are really getting hit the hardest, especially when gas prices go up, especially when inflation goes up, especially when home prices are at record highs. Right. And so now you have record high home prices in addition to record high um, inflation, which means the mortgage rates are going to go up. It's just going to get harder and harder to buy. How do you counteract that? Again, you've got to start going back to old school principles. Again, it's not sexy. It's not that exciting, but let's make savings cool again, and let's start reframing this thing so that we start paying more attention and putting more focus on saving money. And so with the 2710 challenge, we want to hit this from every angle. We want to help you out financially. We want you to start saving money. We want to try to factor this in in a way where when you're making your payment Mm -hmm. to your savings account for the 2710 challenge, that we might actually be able to have that Uh, report to the credit bureaus and so that what ends up happening is as you're building that savings you're also adding another trade line to your credit report and you're actually getting extra credit from your from your credit score basically just Mm -hmm. because you're saving and you're building your 2710 savings challenge then from there the whole idea and the whole concept is You cannot put this money just in any old place, right? That's one of the key components of the 2710 Savings Challenge. Do not put the money in your regular old bank account, okay? Because first and foremost, it's not going to do anything for you. It doesn't earn anything at all. Um, I mean, the average savings account at the bank is probably earning 0.2, 0.3%, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you've got 7% inflation, I mean, it's, you know, you want to talk about getting your butt kicked, right? I mean, you've got to find a way to put this somewhere where you at least have a, a sporting chance here to keep up with the inflation that's, that's going so high. And so putting it in a regular old bank account is just, it's not going to do it. The next thing is the money needs to come out automatically. Okay. For the majority of people, when the money is there, Parkinson's law kicks in, which pretty much says that if it's there, I'm going to spend it. I'm going to use it. Right. I most people just are, are it is what it is, myself, including I'm not going to really have the discipline in most cases to say, all right, that money is sitting there and I can trust myself that I, I just if it's in my bank account, I simply I won't touch it. Because most likely I will touch it. Most likely if it's there and I know it's there, it's going to get spent. And so to help you with that process, you've got to have a system in place where the money is going to just automatically get withdrawn. So what we're going to do is as part of the 2710 Savings Challenge, we offer a consultation and we go ahead and kind of combine that with a bank on yourself consultation. And we talk about the ways in which both of these programs Mm -hmm. can come together and marry beautifully. Yeah. Okay, because these two actually are kind of like a little marriage made in heaven. Yeah. Okay, because the bank on yourself program is going to answer a lot of the problems that the 2710 challenge really seeks to find, which is, again... Um, Not putting it in a regular bank account, having the money automatically withdrawn and then putting it somewhere where the money is actually going to earn a little bit of a decent interest rate and where the money is not going to ever potentially go backwards. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's a key thing. You want to make sure that your money is very safe and and very protected, but it's also got to be able to not go backwards if there's another big market explosion housing explosion, Wall Street explosion, God forbid, war explosion. Again, what does the future hold? We don't know. And this is why it's important to have something that is separate, that is protected, and that is exclusively intended to be a savings account. This is not the money that you use to necessarily go and invest in Wall Street or do other things. This is your most key component here to your financial well-being, which is your savings, right? That is the starting point. That is the jumping off point. The beautiful thing about bank on yourself and why I'm, why I associated myself with it. I had never seen anything that does, um, the ability to what I call money by locate. (laughs) Okay. I had never seen money by location. Mm-hmm. which which for those that don't understand what location means, it's like if a person was able to by-locate, that would mean they'd be at two places at one time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Money location is being able to take your money and use it in two different ways at one time. I've never seen that work anywhere else, except for with the bank on yourself or the infinite banking concept. Yeah. And that is the probably the number one thing. I mean, there's a huge amount of benefits to all of it, but I think that is key because- This allows you to still have your savings, Mm -hmm. that key component from what you started with the 2710 Money Savings Challenge, right? But at the same time, it allows you to still take money out Mm -hmm. and go ahead and invest it in other places. And you never lose the safety and integrity of your savings because your money is bi-locating; It's doing two different things at one time, which is, in my opinion, the most financially mind-blowing thing that is out there. The hard part is, how do you kick that off? How do you get it into motion? And again, that goes back to the twenty-seven ten savings challenge. So that's the way I think that both of these programs will work, and I think they will—they um, will talk to each other perfectly. They will work with each other perfectly. And if you—if um, you're hearing this, and this sounds like something that would appeal to you, then the whole idea is to reach out to us, talk to us. Um, because we can actually have a, a short sit-down meeting and go over some of your financial basics, show you how we can kick off the 2710 20, Savings Challenge, show you how we can automate that, and show you how we can put that into the Bank on Yourself program so that your money is always, always safe, and so you can learn how to buy, locate your money.
0: Got it. That makes sense. And I, you know, you said two, a couple of things. So um, I... I strongly believe in the aspect of almost like forced savings where it's like, it, it's almost like a bill, right. It's coming to right. you every month or every day in the situation, twenty seven ten, um, it and it's to. coming. it has to come out. Yeah. And, and I've seen this too, in myself personally, like I never, I kind of was a good saver a little bit, but not as good as I, I wanted to be not as disciplined. As I wanted to, until I started applying bank on yourself. And until I started like, like I have, for example, my first policy that I started was $300 a month, every 15th of the month, $300 would come out. I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to withdraw. I'm not going to like affect it, You know what I mean? I already worked. I got accepted for the life insurance by the insurance company. I started funding it already. Started paying into it. There, it created this habit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I own that policy. I own the cash value, but it's as if it was a bill every month I had to pay. And I think that's the mentality you want. You want to create some obst- forced obstacles, intentional obstacles in your life.
1: Correct. And
0: that help you accomplish things. Like I was on a podcast and I was mentioning on somebody else's show. And I was mentioning how, like, for example, I live 20 minutes away from the gym, right? And sometimes it can be very easy for me to skip the gym. Well, I don't want to drive. I don't want to take the highway to the gym and drive 20 minutes there. But another thing that I do is I go to Starbucks a lot. And I do work on like my computer there, right? So what I did was I started going to a Starbucks that was right next to the gym. So I would drive 20 minutes to Starbucks. Now I kind of like put myself in a situation. I'm not going to drive 20 minutes to Starbucks. And then not go to the gym now. So I kind of like created that environment. And you want to do the same thing financially. You want to put yourself in situations where it's like you can't go back now. You already started this.
1: Exactly. You
0: you, those those are good things to do in life. Exactly. Is the bi locating right? It's like. This is really important, especially when you're leveraging credit, you're leveraging businesses, you're doing different things. It's really important to have these options in place. Like I was working with a client, right? He had already built up a couple bank on yourself policies. He had like a, over a hundred thousand dollars in cash value in them, and you'll get there. Don't be intimidated by that. You'll get there. But he had you know some money in bank on a lot of money in bank on yourself policies, and then he also was in the process of like refinancing a couple of real estate investments. And then buying his home and the underwriter caught something and was like, all right, your debt to income ratio was kind of high right now. If you pay off $70,000 towards one of these debts, then we can grant you this loan. That's how they did the math and everything between his personal assets and his business assets. Sure. And then what happened was, is that he, he needed that money to keep flowing in his business. He didn't want to tie up $70,000 and pay it down. So he he took a loan from his bank on yourself policy. It's almost like he refinanced that in a different way. He took $70,000 sure. from his bank on yourself policy paid one of his loans off. Now he's negative one, se- negative 70,000 towards his policy. But in the eyes of the underwriter at the lending company, he's, he paid he, his debt to income ratio went 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 up, right? Or sorry, it went down. Exactly. The, the ratio went down. Of debt. It was paid
1: off, right? It was
0: paid off. But yep. in theory, like it was paid off, but he still had that money flowing in his business and his life. So that's, that's an example of locating It opens exactly. up more doors and more ways of recycling money in different ways.
1: Exactly. No, you you nailed it, and I think that's a perfect uh, example of money by location. Um, and that's a phrase that I that I plan on making very uh, popular and well known. And so uh, we'll talk. We'll definitely be talking more and more about money by location because people don't even realize that that exists. Sorry, mm-hmm. people don't even know that that's possible. I didn't know it was possible till I discovered bank on yourself and the infinite banking concept. And to me, again, that is really where there's so many benefits and so many cool things about it. But I think that's probably the number one thing Yeah, yeah, because show me where else you can do that. Show me where else that concept is is possible where you can be investing over here and you actually don't have to worry at all. It's like, it's almost like as if you had your own little small village and you worked so hard to build this little village, but then you had to go off to war. Right. And while you're off over there, battling the other, the other, people that you're you know at that are in your area that you're at war with that you had zero concern whatsoever about what was going to happen to your little village while you were gone right because your little village was at 24/7 Protected. It had this huge fortress around it. Yes. And it could never be penetrated. It was guaranteed that it would never be touched. It would never be penetrated in that your wives and your children and your daughters and your sons were always protected every time you went out for war to try to go out and build your civilization. Right. That's kind of what's happening with bank on yourself and this whole money by location concept. That's mm-hmm. basically what we're doing. Your money, you can be out to war with your money. Sometimes <laughs> it may go up. Sometimes it may go down, but your principal amount back at home is always guarded 24-7 will never go down.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I love that. I love that metaphor. It, it, it's literally a fortress around, and even for like in terms of asset protection, in most states, the cash value in the policy is protected from outside creditors and outside risks. So yes, you have this fortress, like you said, this 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 village that's protected, and it keeps compounding every day, and it keeps growing. So that way, you can go out and take bigger risks with your money. We, you know, I encourage you to try to, from a business standpoint. You want to take these risks right in business, especially when you're young, you want to take these risks. You want to experience more with business, but you want your foundation to be secure and which is your life policy, the 2710, 2710 challenge, you want that to be protected and you can grow your money guaranteed, predictably, you know, protected in various from various risks. Now, now, Marco, as we're kind of like um uh, winding down, how can how can listeners connect with you and learn more about you?
1: So, um, I have a website that's just my first and last name, uh, marcosalinas.com. There's information about me and, um, and, and, the 2710 challenge there. And then you can also go to that website, 2710challenge.com. And, um, we're adding more information to that, mm-hmm. um, all the time. Um, but basically the, we try to keep it simple. So really what we're looking for is um, you know, go there. There's a short little video, there's a short little explainer again to kind of reiterate what you and I talked about here today. Um, and then ultimately though, what we're looking for is request a a free 2710 uh money challenge consultation, mm-hmm. right? S- request that, set that up, and either myself or Sari will will reach out to you and we will talk more about how you can start with that implement that as a as a jump off point and then funnel that money into a bank on yourself policy so we kind of come full circle here with this conversation today because you started off saying you know the importance of basically having your own banking system and thinking like a banker and that really is the ultimate goal here with the 2710 challenge is to basically have your own money your own funds your own access to capital for whatever it is that you need it for, from everything ranging from, from emergencies. Right. And that's kind of more what I call on the defensive side of the money, the money aisle, right. You've got the defensive items, which is, which are things like um, uh, money emergencies and unexpected things that come up, or even just simply buying the things that you need, like a car or a mm-hmm. house and those kind of things. And then where I think this really gets exciting is when you cross over to the other side, which is the offensive side of the money, the money line, the money aisle. And that's where you can actually take your 2710 challenge money and start investing it offensively, meaning you go out and you put it into real estate. You go Mm -hmm. out and you invest it in a in a in a duplex. You go out and you start some sort of a side hustle. Yes. Business with it. Right. You go out and you start and you buy your first Airbnb property. None of that would have been really possible had you not started your twenty seven ten challenge or worst case scenario. Maybe you could have got it if you qualified for a loan, but now you got debt. Now you got extra debt. Whereas with this, this is pure. It's liquid. And like I said, because it's inside of your bank on yourself policy, your principal is always protected in the fortress. From attacks, and meanwhile you're out there doing all kinds of things to grow, to build your civilization, and that's basically what we are trying to achieve today. So hopefully that message was was conveyed, Sari, and and I thank you for your time and uh, inviting me on your podcast here today.
0: Thanks, Marco. It was awesome having you on. Thank you for, sort of for sharing the wise words. Uh, I'll Absolutely. put it. I'll put you, I'll put your links in the show notes below. That way people can just click, connect with you. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the show.
1: Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks again, my friend. To learn more about what we do
0: and how we can help you grow more wealth, please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F I N assetprotection.com. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.